Welcome everybody to episode two of our show. My name is John Santana. And I'm Justin Taylor. Justin, buddy. Yes. Ep- episode two. Yes. Did you ever think we'd get this far? I didn't even think we'd get as far as episode one. <laughs> no, me neither. No, to be honest, especially after forgetting to record half of it. Yeah, you yep, know. Yep, yep, yep. That, that was yep. Uh, a little fun a, fact for everyone out there. Bit of a setback. <laughs> <laughs> but well, we yes, got there in the end. We did learn some valuable lessons. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah, the valuable lesson that I learned is that actually doing a podcast does require some audio production. It, it I, I, I knew that one, which is why I've never done one because I can't do that. <laughs> I haven't done it for a very long time, but I had to dust that old hat off and, you know, I I think I didn't do too bad. I think a um, bit of tape in, in, in places. And <laughs> bit a bit of, of tape holding stuff up. Yeah, a bit of blue tack here. And, bit, bit of paint to cover that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit, bit of Sharpie to cover in the bald spots. And, yeah, it's, yeah, it was a serviceable bit of entertainment. Oh yeah, it it did the job. Yeah, so so yes, I, I'm I am now the producer of the show as well. Yay! <laughs> Saves so, me a job. Yeah, I mean that's it. You know, you you just <laughs> get to turn up and look pretty. Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm trying really hard on that that second part. Oh, uh, you you don't have to try too hard. You're gorgeous. You know it. <laughs> All right, so you know what have you been doing this week? So, I have been actually quite the busy bee this week. Um, I I dusted off all of my crafting stuff. Um, so I, you know, got got the wire cutter plugged in, got the foam out of the, the boxes. Uh, I made myself a brand new DM screen, um, which I'm really actually uh, surprised myself with how well it turned out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's quite cool because it's it's got like a dice tower built into it on the right hand side of it. Uh, enough space for my laptop and all my books and notes and whatnot wow. behind there as well. And uh, off on the left-hand side of it, uh, I've got a couple of shelves that I can stack minis on. Um, so just in terms of getting yourself prepped for a session, you can pretty much get everything you need out and ready so you're not digging through boxes for minis and stuff like that, which obviously I, I also bought a, new, bought a new 3D printer this week as well, which <laughs> arrived. I set it up today, so I've got two of those now. Um, so minis are something that I have a lot of at my table. Um, and terrain pieces and that sort of thing as well. Um, and I wanted something that made that just a little bit more dynamic when playing. Um, and obviously having played in some of the virtual stuff that you've done in the past and seeing like some of the interactive maps that you can have and all that sort of thing, I really wanted to bring that to my at-the-table sessions. Um, and I just bought a new TV, so I had a spare TV lying around, which means I'm sure a lot of our listeners can probably guess where I went with that. Um, so I have been putting together some framework and stuff to hold a TV above my table so that there's still space underneath it for my players to have notes and books and snacks and whatnot without getting it all over the battle maps. Um, but we can now have animated interactive maps on my table, uh, which is really cool. Um, I sent you a couple of photos of that You did uh, b- before we started recording, so I- I'd be... I'd love to have some feedback. <laughs> you did. Um, I mean, first of all, it, the the th- the first thing you sent me was the GM screen, and yeah. it just it just kind of came out of the blue. Um, <laughs> in between multiple Instagram videos that we send each other that, <laughs> that we find amusing. Yes. And all of a sudden, I get this picture. It's like, yeah, GM screen. And I I looked at it and went, yeah, that is that is pretty cool because the first thing you sent me was. The bare bones. You sent me hmm. essentially what were the the three walls of it, so to speak. Yes. And I went, oh, yeah, you know, it's it's cool. Seems sturdy. Seems seems good. And then every time you'd send me a new picture, there'd be something <laughs> else added to it. There was the dice tower, and then there was the shelves, and then the full picture with the laptop. It's like it, it is actually really cool. And then you said, "I'm working on a project," and <laughs> my instructions to you. And this, listeners, this is Justin in a nutshell. All right, this yeah, is going to much. defy. This is basically 
if I had to describe Justin, it would be via this story. But <laughs> Justin told me he had a project, and I said, "You know what? Don't tell me. I don't want don't want to hear it. Just tell me on the show, so I can be, you know, surprised, and I can hear it for the first time, as as many of our listeners will. And you know, this was." Sunday, I think we were discussing yeah, it, it, this. I think it was literally after it was just just after or just before we released the first episode. Yeah, something something along those lines. So it was Sunday. Um we we will be re- releasing again on Sunday, but right now for context purposes, we are recording on Thursday. So it's been 4 mm-hmm. days. And you know, today just and I were kind of going back and forth and I even went I even thought to myself, he's actually doing really well. You know, he's not <laughs> he's not telling me what this project is. He's keeping it to himself because Justin, when he gets excited about something, he has to tell the world. I do. I really do. <laughs> and it was about two hours ago when we were discussing what time we we're going to start recording. All of a sudden, I get pictures coming through and it's project. And I thought, oh, for fuck's sake, we were so close. We were so so close to me having a legitimate moment of going, oh, wow, that looks awesome. The the reason that it it was that close is because I finished it about two hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the reason it took me longer than I was originally planning it to is some of the bits that I needed, I couldn't get at my local hardware store. And I went to like five of them, right? Um. Because I, I initially wanted to build, I started wanting to build this um, lit, pretty much at the end of our last recording session. Um, I came out of that and Scott, our guest on the last episode, sent me a video um, of a another uh, D&D creator on, on TikTok and Instagram um, where he was he was setting up his game for the night and he had this table layout. And I was like, that's a really cool frame. I wonder how difficult that would be to build or, or anything like that and I, I went through his videos and he actually had a uh a tutorial on how he built it and I, I watched that and i was like wow that's that's really really straightforward that's really easy um i could probably knock that out in an afternoon so i immediately got my car drove to the hardware store <laughs> i was like i need to get all these parts um but they didn't have they didn't have the connectors so they had the piping uh so it's for for those of you out there that are wondering, um, it's the framework is built with PVC piping, um, so it's twenty mil um, PVC pipe. So it's roughly an inch. It's just under an inch. Actually, it's about three quarter of an inch um, diameter piping. For for those of you that use that measurement um, for u- units of measurement, for you do things. you do yeah. realize that if you didn't get that spot on, there's going to be some pedantic fuck out there going. Well, I'll have you know. <laughs> That's why I said roughly. <laughs> They're, they're currently because it's not exactly, but it's roughly ham- three quarters. Hammering away at their keyboard, right? Yeah. Now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keyboards <laughs> are breaking right now in response to this. Um, but yeah, so roughly three quarters of an inch, but twenty mil um, tubing is is what I wanted to use because um, obviously everything here, when you go to the hardware store, everything is in millimeters. So his video uses inches because in America that is their sort of standard units for measurement when they're doing that kind of thing. So piping comes in quarter inch inch all that sort of thing um so that i wanted to get roughly the same sort of thickness which is the our sort of direct comparison would be the 20 mil yeah so they had the piping but they didn't have the connectors so i was like oh god damn it so went on trusty amazon ordered the connectors but didn't want to get the piping until i got the connectors because i wanted to make sure that the connectors fit the piping so the connectors arrived uh yesterday um and so I was, I was like, awesome, cool, that'll that'll work nicely. Um, but they arrived after the hardware store closed, so I couldn't go get them. So I went today during my lunch break, <laughs> <laughs> grabbed the piping, uh, took one of the connectors with me to make sure it all fits, got home, measured it all up, cut it, realized that I'd forgotten to account for the extra material um, with that the connectors provide in my measurements and cuttings. So I was about a centimeter out. Um, so I had to go and buy more piping <laughs> after I finished work, which is why I only finished it about two hours ago. <laughs> but I mean, it's it looks very sweet. 
um, you sent me a picture of mm-hmm. of it displaying a map with one of your scenery yes. pieces on top, and yes, it's like, oh yeah, I could play the shit out on, on mm. that. It was like, yeah, I could, I could definitely have run a session on that quite quite easily. And you know, it's, I mean, it's not you're not gra- breaking any ground with the idea because we've seen this done, mm. yeah, hundreds of times by other people and people that probably far more creative than we'll ever be and absolutely and yeah i think it's a really solid idea because you know there is an advantage of of having that as a baseline to Mm -hmm. then build upon and i think it's really cool and yeah i can't wait to uh to come around and kill a couple of your characters on it yay Yeah, no. So it's um, it, it came together really nicely. Actually, I was I was very pleasantly surprised with how it all came together. Um, I mean, my DM screen it's still not finished. There's still detailing bits I need to do. Um, I've kind of built the the base of it. Um, so it's functional at the moment. Um, but now I'm going to make it look pretty. Oh yeah. Is 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 the next step? Because uh, at the moment it's just plain foam. Um, so I'm going to be adding some sort of some castling details, things like that. Um, and yeah, probably a few other bits and pieces that I'll think of in the near future. Um, but the other big thing that I got today was, uh, my brand new 3d printer, which arrived. (laughs) So I, I was frantically setting that up and it's just, I'm actually running its test print right now while we're recording. I remember remember when you told me about that the other day, it's like, you know, I may (laughs) or may not have bought another 3d printer and I'm just, yeah. Okay. That, (laughs) Yeah, that's how, that is you. That is, you know, by default, what what your sort of inclination is. See I mean, toy, in, need toy, buy toy. In my defense, I've been wanting to get... So I, I, I've had a resin printer um, for, oh God, two years now? Coming up to two years now, I've had a resin printer. Um, and resin printers are great. They're really good for printing like your, your minis and stuff like that as well. Like, uh, you know, character minis. You know, I, I get my players uh, or other people that I play with to go on to sites like Hero Forge or um, what's the other one that we use? I think it's Anvil was another one that we use. Um, and obviously you can go on there and you can design a mini for your actual character. So it's it's customized to what your character looks like in your head, right? Uh, which is great because it's something that it's not off the shelf. It's unique to your character and it's just really, really great. Um and normally, obviously, you would be able to buy the the model directly from them, and they'll actually send you a printed up model, um, and then you can just paint it yourself, or you can even get them to to paint it. I believe as well. I think they have yeah. a service yeah, for that. that, um, that, that that's one. Of, that's that was quite a late addition to to what they're doing. It <laughs> yes. is the the painter is really cool. Is, yeah, I've played around with it a lot. Um, but with me having a three D printer, what it means is we can we can just buy the STL file when you do that which is an option that they have on there, which obviously is a lot cheaper because you're not paying them for the, the production of the model and the shipping or anything like that. You'll receive an email a little while later with an STL file, and then I can whack that on my resin printer and print off your mini. And then oh. my players have their own custom characters at the table. It's really, really great for that. Uh, it's also really good for things like if you're playing a druid and you want all of your beast forms to have an actual mini as well, not a problem. You can get that done. The limitation I've had with my resin printer is for all the terrain stuff that I like to do, which, I mean, you've seen some of the stuff I've done. Yeah. It can be quite difficult to do that on my resin printer because my resin printer's got quite a small build volume. Yeah. Um, so, for example, for for that campaign uh, I mentioned in the last episode that I'm writing, where it starts off, um, you know, the first quarter of the campaign, roughly, is all going to take place on a ship, right? Yeah. Now... I happen to also be a subscriber to Loot Studios, which when you've got a 3D printer, and if you've got a 3D printer and you are into D&D, I cannot recommend their subscription service enough because the models you get are fantastic. I just have to stress at this point that none of these companies are actually paying us. You know? <laughs> <Yet>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if, if In fact, from... I'm paying them. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody from any of these companies, you know, wants to... You know, well, help, to sort us help out with our production costs. <laughs> then. That'd be great. 
Um, but yeah, honestly, like, so one of the Loot Studio packages that I've got for one of the months is entirely based around a, a pirate crew. Hmm. And one of the big models that I got with that was a big pirate ship, which splits off into different layers of the ship as well. So you can actually lay, lay out the ship and you can interact on the ship with your minis and all that sort of thing because it's to scale, right? Yeah. Um, now, printing that on my little resin printer is something like I, I was counting them up yesterday when I was umming about buying this printer. There is something like, I think it's like 160 something individual pieces that I'd have to print and then glue together to make the ship. Yeah. Whereas with the the new FDM printer, with how much that build volume is and, and how that can print and stuff like that, I could print that same ship in about, I think it's like 40 pieces that they get glued together. So it's just a much easier puzzle to put together um so yeah so it, it's going to make printing my terrain stuff a lot easier and it's going to give me a lot more flexibility with that as well which is going to be really cool no it's grand and and you know it's it's something that i know you enjoy and <laughs> it's you know it's, it's definitely going to add that sort of level of like a new level of dynamic to your game mm-hmm. which is which i think is fantastic and yes again i can't wait to see some some of the things that you come out with Mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to it at the moment as well uh so i through through steam um with the, there was a uh the announcement of uh counter-strike 2 recently hmm. um which meant that all of the skins in csgo for some reason shot up in price yeah um so i sold a bunch of the skins that i had just sitting in my inventory that i, I never used so i had a bunch of money sitting in my steam account um and i found uh something on there called dynamic dungeons editor hmm. which is basically a, a bit of software that's designed for exactly what i've just set up on my table so it is designed for you to have a laptop behind your dm screen hooked up to a you know a virtual tabletop or a in my case a, a virtual map um and you can control like all sorts of elements from it and storyboard out your maps and everything through this program yeah um, it's really versatile for that so you can even have like your entire dungeon layout room by room Hmm. in tiles in this uh editor right so then when they go through a doorway you can go to where that doorway is in your dungeon editor and you can actually map out the dungeon in these tiles and you can just click through it and actually go through the dungeon as it were that's pretty handy that's pretty cool Mm. so and you can also add like weather effects and all that sort Hmm. of it's it's just really really cool you can even import your own uh models so it it's based through unity Right, which means yeah. any, any any assets that you can get for Unity or any assets you create for Unity as well, you'll actually be able to import into this and use them as uh, things in in the environment, which is pretty cool as well. Yeah, I mean that 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 does sound cool. And again, I'm very intrigued as to how it's going to play out. Um, yes, you know, I'm I'm happy to come around and GM something for you at some point. <laughs> Well, I'm planning to GM some stuff on it myself before I let somebody else take it for a spin. No, 100%. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll come round and roll some dice. Sounds good. Sounds I'll, good. I'll, I'll create a very serious and deep character. <laughs> that I will kill. Oh, yeah, 100%. As, as, as revenge for all of the ones of mine you've killed over the years. Ah, it never gets old. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't have any news as, like, as... as inspiring as that um in my homebrew campaign the 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 current arc that i was running was a a murder mystery a hunt for a serial killer and it is definitely one of the most ambitious arcs i've done it's like in terms of writing it, it i definitely kind of I went down a rabbit hole with this <laughs> and I just added layer after layer after layer. I mean, I kind of tallied it up and in Obsidian, mm. it was easily like 70 notes worth um, <laughs> between NPCs and locations and, yeah. and timelines and, and all of this. And my players, they they actually went and discovered everything there was to discover because I did leave um, the possibility for them to bypass a lot of the investigating and kind of go straight to, to who the killer was, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But they, despite being 
quite close to going down those avenues at times. <laughs> they ended up going, um, going and speaking to everyone they needed to speak to, and all this, and they saw the whole picture of it, which I was so yeah. happy about. Yeah, I, I feel like that's always something really nice when you've done like loads of prep, and then mm. your players actually use it all. That's so much better than when you do loads of prep and then just go, "Well, it's that guy." <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it, and that was my worry when we first yeah. started. <laughs> it's like if you guys if you guys nail this after one session i'm yeah i'm gonna give up playing <laughs> uh but we know that's not true no, just, <laughs> um, but yeah so they did and it's been about five or six sessions where we have kind of got sidetracked with other elements that i threw in there for fun and games um but yeah they they are now kind of heading towards the final confrontation and yeah i'm gonna try kill at least one of them <laughs> At least, come at, on. Le- at least, it's got to be come, a challenge. Come, come, come on now, come on now. All right, okay, I'm going for the TPK. 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 <laughs> TPK. I've, I've coincidentally, I've only actually have ever had one TPK. That doesn't sound right. No, honestly, just one TPK. It was in Rise of the Rune Lords. Um, in the oh, there's a there's like a big sort of mega dungeon part of it in book five. <laughs> And towards the end of it, I just yeah, they all died. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've never been part of a TPK. I just realised. Are you not? No. I was close. Ne- I was. I've close. never been on the receiving end or the the dealing end of one. I was close, and that it was at a convention where someone was running. It was Pathfinder First Edition, and someone was running. I genuinely can't remember the module, but it is again <laughs> a like it's a three part dungeon module that is renowned to be a grinder. Right, right, yeah. My bard died in the first room. Oh. <laughs> so I was basically sat there for the entirety of the session, kind of going, "This is this is fun." <laughs> um, and it sounds it, like me. And the only. There was one at the end of it. There was one character left standing, who was he? He was gonna die one hundred percent. There is no way he was going to survive that. And then the time limit hit. They're like, okay, so we've got to stop playing now. It's like, oh, you, oh, you lucky son of a gun. Yeah. So it was. <laughs> it was a close one, and yeah, my yeah. bard died straight away in that one. I uh, see, like. That, that, that's the thing i i die a lot like i i die a lot i mean you know this but that's because oh, yeah. dice hate that's dice hate me it's no secret right um rolling against me you'll roll more nat 20s than you've ever rolled in your life if i'm rolling against you i'll roll more nat ones than you've ever seen in your life and yes before anyone says oh you've never seen will wheaton roll i have seen will wheaton roll i make will wheaton look like a god i've put it on the internet now it's out there challenge me i swear to god I don't think that's something anybody wants to win. <laughs> it's my only thing. It's all I've got. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, Will Wheaton. You've got the next generation. Yeah. Justin has nothing. I've got nothing, all right? The only thing I've achieved in my life is that I roll worse than you. Let me have this. Yeah, I mean, come on, Will. You've got stand by me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Justin has got two... 3D printers. I do. I do have two 3D printers. Two... Oh, actually, he can have the lower one. I think. I've got two 3D printers. Yeah, there you go. Two, three, <laughs> two, two 3D printers and a digital um, tabletop. Yeah. There you go. Well, yeah, but oh, I don't think digital tabletop really counts because I'm sure if Will really wanted one, he would have one. Oh, he hasn't already got one. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He's, so, got all that, he's got all that Star Trek money. He's, yeah, he's got all that Star Trek money. Yeah. He's got, he's got all that Big Bang Theory money. True. <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. Big, yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> and this um, is, yeah, um, what else? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure he's got loads of stuff that we are just clueless about. Um, and jealous of. And jealous of 100%. Absolutely. 100%. So oh, you and I have got a bit of housekeeping to do, don't we? Yes. We have some official business to attend to. Um, yes. And that is because when we came up with the concept... I say concept like we had any of this planned. Um, when we came up with this harebrained idea to talk on the internet for an hour, um, you know, we 
went back and forth. We kind of discussed ideas about what we could call it and this and the other. And we eventually landed on the name Role Models, mm-hmm. which we both 100% loved. And neither of us went, should we check? We should look that? at that. Yeah, should we check? <laughs> Should we actually check if that's been taken at any point? And no, no, no. We just, we just went with it. We rolled with it. Uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I hate myself for that. <laughs> um, but we just, we just did. We, we put it out there, and it was somebody in the Obsidian um, community. Um, anybody who's part of the Obsidian community knows Josh. Um, he is one of the flag bearers of the entire community. He just kind of posted a, a screenshot of his podcatcher app, and it's like, yeah, you may want to rethink the name. <laughs> There's about seven different podcasts, all relating to tabletop role playing, called mm-hmm. Role Models. Yes. So yeah, we are not as creative as we thought, <laughs> and we didn't think we were creative at all. So imagine how bad we feel, right? And to be honest, I did have a look at some of these other podcasts. They haven't been very active for a while, but the fact of the matter is they have still got content out there. They've still mm-hmm. got um, episodes on these services, and I don't think they want to be associated with the likes of us. I wouldn't blame them. No, nor would I. I, I would hang out with me. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided that instead of you know, having a a private meeting as it were to to come up with a new name we do it here the, here in the podcast which i'm sure is going to be entertaining listening to all <laughs> so what we did is we decided we would come up with uh, a few ideas each and mm-hmm. we'd spitball and see what we came up with um how many have you got uh i'm, I'm gonna be honest i just went through my list and i hate almost all of them <laughs> um, they, they seemed like a really good idea when I wrote them down and then I've just gone through them and there's like it, it's basically the two I sent you are the only two that I still like <laughs> well I mean I've I've got a few I think uh, yes. three, six, twelve, uh, 14 I've got alright mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely honest I don't love all of them um, in fact, I downright hate some of them. However, there are, you know, it they are there to hopefully provide us with some spark of insight, um, and you know, maybe help land on on a name that we both agree upon. However, that being said, I do believe I've got the one. Oh, uh, yeah, this is one. Well, let's do that one last then. Yeah, well, that one's going last. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to lie that when I came up with this, I was at work. <laughs> and I had to leave the room because I was laughing so much. Oh, okay. That bodes well. That bodes and well. I know your sense of humor. You do. And I think you are going to love it. Oh, I'm this, excited. Yeah, this is I'm I'm excited for that one. <laughs> but that is the last one. That is the one I'm gonna kind of yes. go, boom, this the, is what I think. I, I'm gonna give you the the three that I am kind of most happy with. Okay. Uh, as my contributions, and then we'll go through your 14 because honestly the others <laughs> mm, it's so, just no. So one of us has been doing his homework for the show, while the other one has been making a digital tabletop. Yes. <laughs> hey, I was still making content, all right? Just Hi. different kind of content. <laughs> it's good to see where your priorities are. <laughs> yes, my table and my players. <laughs> okay, so yeah, let's let's hear your three. Let's, so let's do this. So we've got the, the two that I sent you, which mm-hmm. was before we decided to to do this on the podcast, which was uh, I had two guys, one dice. Because yep. Yep. why not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of my three, this next one is my favorite, which is Knights of the Round Tabletop. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then the final one, uh, it, it goes back to a, an idea that uh, from when we first started this, one of the names that we, we kind of went with, um, which is kind of, a play on things, which is D and D with J and J. Okay, all right, all right. I think there may be something there. Okay, so I'm going to first address 
the the, the glaring issue <laughs> that is um, two guys, one dice. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that not a lot of people remember uh, a particular internet video that was named something quite similar. <laughs> and honestly, I just can't think of anything else right now. Exactly. <laughs> That's not a good thing. If it's in my head, which with the way my brain works, you know it is. Yeah. It's only fair that it's in yours as well. No, I, I do appreciate the sharing. <laughs> sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. So I do appreciate that. I don't really want that to... I don't want to subject that to onto my <laughs> Fair, 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 fair. No, no. Okay, so the second one was uh, Knights of the Round Tabletop. Yeah. I like that, but I do mm. feel that that would be more appropriate if we were doing an actual play. Yeah, that's what I think. So, I think as well. Yeah. I think it would be it would be a really good name for maybe like a campaign. Or something. Yeah, if we were, if I, I don't know, who knows what where this is going to take us? Maybe at some point we do actually decide to branch out and do a couple of. <laughs> yeah, then Knights of the Round Tabletop is ours, so nobody. Yeah. That, okay. We got dibs. We got dibs on the Knights of the Round Tabletop, and then the other one, D and D and J and J, D and D with J and J. The only issue with that is, I think, where we kind of decided to talk about tabletop role-playing as a whole. Yeah, it, it's a bit bit narrow. It goes, it, we kind of go into that niche of, yeah, it's D&D. Yeah. So, yeah, but they are good suggestions. Um, you want to hear some of mine? Yes. All right, so mine, although I've got 14, um, <laughs> they are, a lot of them kind of are plays on the same concept okay all right so like the like for example the the first one um was the first concept i had was taking the word wisdom mm -hmm. and transform it into whiz dump <laughs> so you've got all the plays all the idioms that come from that like conventional yeah. wisdom mm -hmm. or words of wisdom which, you know, I mean, I don't hate. I don't hate words of wisdom. Um, I don't think I've got any more wisdom-based ones. <laughs> One that I found hilarious, which I don't think we'll ever use. Actually, two I found hilarious. One was I Charisma. <laughs> That's pretty good. I did enjoy that. And the other one was Table Spanners. Okay. You know, as a play of table manners. Um, yeah. For those yeah. of for those of you who are outside the UK, yeah, you, you can call somebody a spanner as an yes. insult. So it, it's a pretty good insult as well it because is. it's like it's it's offensive enough where they're like, "Wow, how dare you!" But it's not offensive enough they they can do anything about it. Yeah, it's it, you're basically <laughs> calling someone a tool. So yeah. Um. All right. So. They, yeah, I, I did enjoy them. Um, okay, mm. so other ones that I had um, were uh, making a play on the rhyming sort of relationship between the word souls and roles. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there was a whole bunch of them, like role mates, which mm -hmm. already checked, taken. Yeah. <laughs> All um, right. Yeah, it sounds, sounds, sounds about right. Yeah. Um, immortal roles. <laughs> Gentle roles, lost roles. You get the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they were, yeah, you know, I wasn't massively uh, Roll Brothers. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, not a massive fan of any of them. Um, I did think Humble Fumble. Nice. I like or, that one. Or, but, again, taken. Yeah. All the ones I liked, I, I checked, except for my favorite one. My favorite is not taken. So Ooh, that's the other, good. The other one was Double Fumble. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if that's taken. Um, then there was um, a name that I've kind of used for my my Discord server, um, mm. which is Dice Hard. Yes. And all the play, like a good day to Dice Hard or Dice yep. Hard with a Vengeance, etc., etc. All of the Die Hard movie titles. Yeah, basically. So we've gone through all that. Um, one I just threw in there because... 
just to get to 14, I guess. Um, <laughs> and I hate it was fumble rap. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> I I absolutely fucking hate that. Oh. I, I do. But at the same time, oh my God. it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> All right. So um, then there was Brickrit. But I'm not British by birth, so that kind of defeats Yeah, me neither. Um, then there was crit in it. <laughs> <laughs> Unfit crit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I think um, it's on to, to my favourite. Okay. Um, it is on to the one that I've kind of gone through, and I, every time I look at it, I kind of go, this has to be it. This has to be the answer that we are searching for. <laughs> It is. It's not taken. It's. Is that it? It's not taken. It's, <laughs> yeah. That's the only. That's the only requirement. We just don't want anything that's taken. Yeah. It's just. It's. It's not taken. It... <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a big part. It's not taken. So. Um, it's not Liam Neeson. <laughs> but also, it is a glorious pun. Always a winner. Always, always a, winner. a winner. Always a winner. Yeah. Um, and I just think it fits our brand and our sense of humor perfectly. And I'm actually scared I'm overselling this, but I'm I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go for this. <clears throat> uh, you are lucky you haven't got me on camera because I'm trying to do this with a straight face, and <clears throat> I'm I'm really struggling. Failing miserably. Yep. 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 Okay. I can hear it. I can hear it in your voice. Uh, are you ready for this? I'm as ready as I will ever be. Okay. Too legit to crit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the one. Isn't that? That's the one. I honestly. That's that's the one. That's it. We're done here. We can go home. (laughs) (laughs) That's too good, man. I was just, I was literally at work and I was. I, I I was doing something inane at the time, and I was, yeah. you know, doing a spreadsheet of some description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just went, huh? <laughs> I had to leave. <laughs> I had to leave the room because I was dying at that. Oh my god, that's brilliant. So, I, are you happy with that? Yes. Yeah. That's it. We've got a winner. We've got a winner. And I think I think we should. I think I'm thinking of stylizing, as in two, the number two. Yes. Legit two again, the number two. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the one, I think. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you (laughs) officially to the second episode, but the inaugural episode (laughs) of Too Legit to Crit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. That is the thing of beauty. I think it is. I just, I think it is. (laughs) I I love everything about it. (laughs) Oh my god, it's amazing! All right, so yeah, I'm I'm going to actually tonight come up with a new cover. I'm going to mm-hmm. change everything, and I think, and I'm happy I didn't buy the domain for role models. Yes, um, yeah. but I'm definitely going to buy the domain for two legit. I think so. Yeah, I think and, that'll be good. And yeah, so well, I'm 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 glad we kind of landed on that. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm looking at it again. It's amazing. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. some of my proudest work. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right, let's let's move on. We have yes, we have a a huge amount of one question this week. Woo! And you know, I get the impression that this person is is definitely trying to start some animosity between us. Oh, it's almost like this person knows us. Um, oh and let me just oh. you know because i was in a rush to bring up the notes for with two legit yeah. separate that i closed down the <laughs> google forms and that sounds I, about right yeah that sounds about right because i'm that organized right. <laughs> okay so i'm gonna read the question do, do we have a name i think i'm gonna leave the the i'm gonna leave you're the gonna, leave the, I'm gonna, you're gonna leave, leave the name you're gonna leave the name for later okay I'm gonna leave the name okay last okay. Till after the question, all right? Can I try and guess who it was? <laughs> I, I think you might already know. I think I do know. So the question is, 
do you find physical media, such as models, maps, physical dice, to be a better <laughs> engagement tool than digital media for tabletop role-playing games? <laughs> I wonder... Okay. I wonder, Gee. I wonder um, who could have Okay, yeah, that. so this is definitely somebody who knows us. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. It is somebody who knows us. It's somebody who knows us well. Um, you know, I would dare say godfather <laughs> to my children, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, well... I, I think that this is, uh, I mean, it's a good question anyway, because it is something that there is a lot of discussion about everywhere. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Um, and I think it's it's actually something that we can discuss quite well, because yeah. we both have very opposite views on this. Well, I mean, before, so... before we carry on, um, just to actually give the, the proper credit, because he knows we just spoke about him, but we did mention him um, in in our previous episode but it is yes. our good friend couch and you know couch thanks for listening thanks for supporting um we are gonna get you on the show at some point yes okay to talk about um, how to break clerics <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna let you uh, yeah i think you should start this one so i think it as i was saying it's definitely something i feel that we are going to be able to talk about quite well because we do have very different opinions not not very different opinions actually i think we're just at different ends of the spectrum on this because for me playing digitally i get very distracted very easily as you well know um, having run for me in digital situations before and seen me in digital situations, I really struggle with it. Um, and I think it's partly because of just the way my brain is, where if I'm not permanently engaged with something, and it's one of the troubles that I have with with playing online, is my brain switches off, right? So even if it's like at the table, let's say you're involved in a scene with one of the other players at the table, right? And I'm not involved at that moment in time because I'm, I don't know, I'm in a different room of the castle or somewhere else on the ship or whatever the situation is, right? I'm just not involved in that scene. I can just kind of talk to the person next to me quietly and I'm still having some kind of interaction. I'm not just sitting there. Whereas online, you can't do that because if you're talking to somebody else in the game, right? you're talking over the two people involved in the scene because there's not you can't have those different conversations at the same time. Um, so I really struggle with that element of playing online. Um, whereas in person, I love it. I mean, as, as we kind of probably gathered from the conversations earlier, where I've got two 3D printers for making minis and terrain pieces, I've got wire, like foam, foam wire cutters and like all these sorts of things that I use to make my my in-person game that much uh better um in, in my opinion obviously not, not everybody likes terrain pieces some people prefer theater of the mind um but for me i like having that visual representation um and with the tools that i've got i can do that at the table very easily so i i definitely prefer playing at the table i mean for me um i think i can kind of bisect this entire argument into two different sort of avenues of conversation the first one is digital versus physical um mm. i'm going to go ahead and say that the best gaming experience 100 percent, without a doubt is physical mm. it's at a table it's rolling dice it's being in a group and sort of feeding off each other which is something that digital um the digital mediums haven't managed to capture mm. that hasn't stopped them from trying though and you know there are whether it's foundry or roll 20 um we go from a digital map to digit virtual tabletops mm -hmm. and they have they are throwing in bells and whistles um in order to make the game more immersive which yes. I think it, it's fantastic and it is it is wonderful and the stuff they're doing and you know foundries 
is my VTT of, of choice and the community there. They they are constantly bringing out new modules which add new functionality to to the games that you're playing. Um, you know, anything from the, your, your standard dynamic lighting to being able to create ma uh, leveled maps which kind of interact well with each other. If you're on a bottom layer, you don't see the layer above you until you go upstairs. And then it, it is fantastic. What they're doing is brilliant. However, digital will always be a step behind in my, in my personal opinion because of A, the interaction between the players. Yeah. Whether you've got your webcams on or whether you're just doing it via audio, it is a lot harder to gauge the sort of non-verbal cues that you get mm. from playing in person. Yes. And also another downside and from in the digital sort of media is the reliance upon it. Because you have these um, fantastic services, Roll20, Foundry, etc., etc., the the automate a lot of the things for you yeah foundry will automatically calculate flanking penalties for second edition bonuses for, for 5e mm -hmm. if you and an ally are flanking and it's great it's fantastic but when that ceases to work there is a panic there is a certain element of what do i do yeah, and on more than one occasion, I've had to remind my players that these games were around far earlier than <laughs> virtual tabletops. Yes, you know if Foundry isn't calculating your bonus properly, roll a fucking dice. Yeah, and tell me what your bonus is, or mm -hmm. add the bonus and tell me the result. Oh yeah, yeah, just just add it on to the, whatever the result is. Yeah, and there is that sort of moment of oh shit, Foundry's not working properly. And yeah. it almost brings the game to a halt because of it. So, no, I don't believe that um, digital will ever um, become better in a way than, than physical. However, what digital does offer you is the convenience. Yes. You know, I don't have to spend an hour of my day prepping my GM bag <laughs> moving to another location, setting up, playing, packing away, and then coming back home. I can just yeah. go, right, game starts in five minutes, load up maps that I've already pre-prepared with all the tokens on there and everything I need. And that is what digital offers me. It offers me that, that level of convenience. And in the situation that I was in, where I was working... Um, really odd hours odd hours and yeah. the players that i'd gathered were in the same industry working odd hours it was very beneficial to kind of go right fair enough we're going to run it online and it's going to be a case of oh three of us are there right let's do it let's have a game and let's further the story yeah i, th I think as well like one of the things that i do like about online um that obviously is impossible to do at the table is it really widens the circle of people you can play with right so, for example, um, Scott, who we had on as a guest last episode, I played in a campaign that he ran um, where we had players from, uh, well, we, I think we had a couple of players from South Africa, where me and him are both from originally, um, as well as obviously me and him were both living here in the UK. And like, you can play with people all over the world and there's no, you don't have, like, it, it's possible, you know, whereas... Yeah. If I wanted to get one of my American friends to come and play at the table, he's got to fly here. He's got to get hotels. Yeah, like it's... that's a lot for a game of D and D. You've got to be one. You've got to be one hell of a GM. You've got to be really committed. Like yeah, really you've got to be like Joe Manganiello sort of. Yeah. Like, if Joe Manga, if Joe Manganiello would offered me a seat at his table, I'd I'd, get, uh, on I'd get on the plane. Yeah, absolutely. I'd get on the plane. I'd yeah. e I'd even play D and D. <laughs> <laughs> See, for me, that'd be icing on the cake. <laughs> but yeah, you are 100% right in that. Um, when, before I took over the, the our local um, mm -hmm. Pathfinder Society Lodge, I was doing 
the online version of it. And yeah. what initially was, we're going to do like an online offering for our players and this and the other. It, it turned out to be people from all over the world. You know, I met people in the States. I met people in South America. There were people all the way from Australia and they would all, we'd all kind of come together for this one-off Pathfinder Society scenario. And it's like, okay, guys, next week I'm running something else. If you want to join, let's do it. And yeah. so you are 100% right. And it does, it has kind of made the, the tabletop role-playing game um, world a bit smaller, a bit closer together than, than it yeah. ever was. Yeah, I, I would say maybe closer together rather than smaller because I, I would say it's made it bigger in yeah. that you, you've now got a huge pool of people to play with, um, which has brought everybody a bit closer as well. Yeah, um, 100%. I mean, yeah. the the second sort of avenue of thought that that question kind of raises for me is now that we've done digital versus like physical mm -hmm. is how much, at least for me, the sort of effort into the physical medium how much that adds and i'm afraid to say that for me personally it doesn't really add very much yeah i, I think as well that that's one of those things where it comes down to like for me the the physical elements don't take a lot of effort because everyone plays at at my house because i've got you know i've got a nice big table i've got loads of space i've got now especially with the you know with the tabletop maps and uh you know the, the tv based mapping um and, and my new screen and all that sort of thing um and because i i've got the 3d printers to make like really cool terrain pieces and i, I can make my my physical game space really really enticing a, a lot like you do with your with your you know virtual tabletops um because i can actually just run a virtual tabletop on on the screen if i wanted to um, you know, essentially that is what the, the, that, that bit of software I mentioned earlier, the dynamic dungeon editor, that is essentially what it is. It, it's creating those virtual tabletop, um, maps, right. Yeah. And you, you can modularly create, uh, modularly, that was a really hard word for me to say for some reason, uh, <laughs> create those, you know, you can put in like this bit of corridor, which leads into this bit of corridor, which leads to a T junction or a, you know, a cross cross connection or whatever. Um, but it, so you can kind of you can build out your your physical space uh very easily with that but that being said i i don't i mean especially around where we live i don't know many dms who have access to the same sort of stuff that i do yeah um you know i mean of of all of the people that i i've played with i only know one other dm um who has had a 3d printer um and i i don't play at this table anymore for various reasons but uh which i'm not going to get into because it's not not for this um but you know he 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 was the one that really got me into into 3d printing yeah. um and off you know what that offers for for the table um and it, it is like i said like w without those without access to those facilities um at the table can be a lot harder because i mean the other game that I play in uh, with, with another mutual friend of ours, um, obviously he doesn't have access to all of those materials that, that I do, um, or even, well, he does have access to them because I've offered them to him, but he prefers not to use them. So he, he will hand draw a lot of his, his battle maps and things like that. Um, and it, it definitely does feel different playing on like a hand-drawn battle map versus like those, you know, with, with all the, you know, like trees huh. and, all these 3D um, things, you know? But, I mean, because that is kind of my sort of philosophy. I mean, I've played I've played in, in games where, where a GM has brought out all the terrain pieces. And mm. don't get me wrong, I 100% appreciate the effort <laughs> that, that goes into it, and I appreciate the, the dedication that they bring to the table. But I can just as happily play on a hand-drawn map on a piece of paper using mm. lego bricks as characters and honestly i would i've i've actually done that i've actually done that i i mean i there, i am just as happy to do that as i am <laughs> to play um at a table where someone's got like buildings and, and stuff like that it it doesn't it's appreciated but i don't walk away from that table thinking 
wow, that scenery was fantastic. <laughs> I walk away from that table kind of going, damn, I died. <laughs> you know, um, and just, you know, for me, the narrative aspects are, are what is, uh, are what I kind of take away. Hmm. You know, a, a GM that, that really brings me, really immerses me into the action yes. doesn't necessarily need any any sort of terrain or other props in order to do that. You just need to tell me a story. And yeah. I am 100% in. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I stand. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing. I, I agree, because I mean, let's be honest, right? The whole point of these games is the story, right? It's, it's a role-playing game at its core. You're, you are filling the role of this character. You are fitting into the story that's being told. Everything else is, like you say, is really secondary. Like, whether you're doing this over, like, an animated flow of lava going from, like, this terrain rock across this bridge to there, or whether I just tell you that's what you're doing, if I tell you that's what you're doing in a really engaging way and a really descriptive way, you're going to be able to still picture that in your head. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's it. I mean, think back to any game that you've played. Think about any any game, any um, combat, any scene, anything like that that you have played. You don't remember. You don't see it as I was sat around a table playing a game. You see it as oh, I was fighting off owlbears, or I was, you know, mm. it is it is an immersive um, yeah. hobby, which we don't have to tell our listeners, because if they're listening to us, I'm guessing they've played the game the games before. I would hope so, because <laughs> if they haven't played the game before and they're listening to us, don't take our word for it. Go and find a GM and play it. It's so much better than we describe it. <laughs> <laughs> And please, please listen to people who know what they're talking about. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, no, we, we're, um, not us. <laughs> we're, we're two idiots who went, you know what would be a good idea? Let's do a podcast. Hey, it'd be a really cool idea if we just turn our mics on one day and then just like put it out there. <laughs> that, is, that is literally how this started. We had yeah. a conversation that was about an hour and a half long and went, dude, we should have recorded that. <laughs> Yeah, literally, that's what it was like. And it's, it, I think it was even like when we went to do the test for this as well, like for, for all of our like software and that for recording, we literally like, we're like, oh yeah, we'll just hit record for like 30 seconds and see how it sounds. And then like an hour later, we're like, huh, we went on a little bit long there. <laughs> but I mean, like the, the ill fated, not recorded version of our first episode. Oh God. <laughs> it was like, guys, we've been doing this for like, an hour and a half now (laughs) should we should we start trying to wrap up at least should we start trying to (laughs) and then we wrapped up i said thank you to to our listeners and then i went oh guys i wasn't recording (laughs) remember when i remember when i dropped yeah it didn't start recording again when i came back in (laughs) we'd recorded 40 minutes out of an hour and a half yes (laughs) so yes Those those eagle-eyed, or not eagle-eyed. That's probably the wrong thing to eagle-eared. Eagle-eared. <laughs> eagle. <laughs> hey, they, hey, they succeeded the perception check, not their intelligence check. All right. <laughs> oh, the, those eagle-eared listeners will have um, will have noticed some choppy editing. <laughs> Uh, there were a lot of jokes that got lost though. That's that's yes. the saddest thing about yes. it. Yes, that was that was the worst part. That was the worst part. I, I was hilarious. Like so the bit that actually made the cut, I wasn't that funny. That bit that was missing, I was hilarious. You'll just have to take my word for it. Yeah, one hundred percent. It is literally uh, <laughs> literally the funniest you've ever been, Justin. Yeah. Like yeah. It, and, it's... and there's no evidence now. No, there is no evidence of it. I feel like you did that on purpose. I reckon you were recording yourself. I'm just gonna cut that out. He was too funny. Well, I mean, you know, I've got a reputation to, to kind of to kind of like keep up and you know maintain. And if if people think you're funnier than me, it's this whole dynamic. It's bad, it's bad for business. Yeah, it's, it's, bad, it's, bad, it's bad for business. It is. It is. I mean, I mean, Scott. I mean, he he was just nonstop joke after joke after joke. Was, yeah, it's I, like we're at the chuckle hut. 
Oh my god! Yeah, um, but yeah, it was it it, it was good. It, we did run a bit long though. Yes, but yeah, I don't think we've got very much else to to discuss. Really, have you got anything anything in the works for for the rest of the week? Ah, uh, mostly just finishing off the that stuff that that I spoke about earlier. So I, I want to I want to give the PVC piping because at the moment it's just white. It's all white. Um, and it's not glued together. Um, so it's just kind of, it's just friction held at the moment. Right. Um, yeah. Cause it was like test fit. Uh, although it's been actually set up since I finished it um, and it's still going strong. It hasn't broken. So even just friction fit, it's holding its own. That's so cool. it's been set up now for about four hours. I would say it's been set up for now um, and it, it hasn't fallen apart. So job well done. No, well, um, I, like I said, it looks really good. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's it's mostly just gonna be finishing that off. So I'm gonna I'm gonna glue the the piping into the connectors, give it a coat of paint because um, my my tablecloth and stuff for for my table is all black. Um, so I'm gonna be giving it a coat of black paint so it kind of blends in a bit more. Yeah. Uh, rather than being this glaring white thing on a black bit of cloth. Hmm. Um, and then finishing off the the detail bits on the um, on the DM screen. I think that's probably my plan for for this coming week fantastic um i am about to get really busy um gaming wise um because this murder mystery has been probably the most ambitious thing i've, I've written to date so i've had the bright idea of doing something even more ambitious for the next arc. so <laughs> i'm i'm going to be working on that i'm also um, working on getting some Delta Green ready to to run for people. I've suddenly had yes. a bit of an uptake in interest from yes from I know you you're interested, but yes, like <laughs> a couple of the people I work with, a couple of the people I used to work with, everybody's mm. kind of going. So when are we going to do more Delta Green? So I'm gonna honestly be, that it's such a fun system. Um, yeah. So I'm yes. gonna be I'm gonna be reading through through some operations and getting some mm. of that ready. Also, I have a mini convention um, in mid-May. I think it's the 13th or 14th of May. So if you are in the southeast of England, close to Southend-on-Sea, um, at Gamers Nexus in Hadley, there's going to be a mini convention. I do believe it's the weekend of the 13th to the 14th of May, where I'm going to be attempting to run uh, Pathfinder 2nd Edition's Malevolence over the course of four sessions, which I've been told is not going to be easy. <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to be a challenge. So I'm working on that, getting malevolence ready. Um, and, yeah, just kind of preparing things that are to come. So, yeah, sounds like you've got your work cut out for you. Pretty much, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that is, I think that's about it from us, isn't it, Justin? Yeah, I think I think that about uh, about sums it all up. So that's going to be it from us, I reckon. So I just want to thank everybody for, for tuning in and mm -hmm. listening once again to the now titled Too Legit to Crip. Yes. God, I love it. And it's so good. So good. <laughs> and if you enjoy, if you've enjoyed listening to us drone on for an hour and you want to help support us, then the best thing you can do is spread the word. Yes. You know, the more listeners we get, the more we can grow, the more we can um, kind Justify of see... doing this to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And we can, we can grow and we can kind of think about the, the directions we want to, we want to take this in. I know it's still early days, um, but we did get some quite good feedback. Yes. Um, any feedback is welcome, good and bad. You know, if there's things we can improve upon, then by all means, let us know. Or um, even just things that you'd like to hear. Yeah, um, and with that, I'm, I'm going to add our very hastily thrown together form um to the description of our all of our episodes so if you want to log in um log into google docs and just send us a question give us something to talk about and we will endeavor to answer it the best we can 
or at least make a couple of funny jokes about it. Yes. So most likely the second option. Most likely because we have no fucking clue what we're on about. Yes. Exactly. So thank you everyone. Um thanks for listening Justin. Always good to chat to you my friend. Absolutely mate. Always a pleasure. And yeah again thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you for listening to two idiots talk about stuff for an hour. We appreciate it. And I will see you guys all next time. Good night, everybody.